0: God told Abram, Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. God promised that if he did this, he would bless Abram and through him, the whole world. God didn't tell Abram exactly what hardships he would encounter on this journey, but Abram trusted God. He packed up and set out on a journey in faith. Uh, Imagine what that would have been like. You know, you are commanded to pack up and leave Stanley and and head out, but you don't know exactly where. You'd you'd have questions. Where are we going? How much is it going to cost? But not Abram. He trusted God, and he set out. And the Lord didn't abandon him. Of course, once he did set out, Abram was given visits by angels, reminders of God's promises and faithfulness all along the way. Likewise with the Apostles in the New Testament. They were called by Jesus to set out, leaving their old lives behind to become fishers of men, not knowing exactly where that would take them. And it was not easy, certainly not. But as God did for Abram, the Apostles found encouragement when it was needed. And it was not easy. For example... Right in today's gospel, we see Peter, James, and John, witnesses to the transfiguration of Jesus, an awesome vision of Jesus' glory that strengthened them for the difficult journey ahead. A journey, of course, that led eventually to the cross. Now, each and every one of us is also called to set out on a journey of faith. We have a vocation, God's calling us to a certain way of life, and so on. In Jesus Christ, God has saved us and, as St. Paul wrote, called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design. I mean, think about that. Every one of you and myself, we are all called to be holy, to set out on a lifelong journey of faith that progressively leads away from unhealthy attachments to worldly things, Um, away from slavery to our desires, away from sin toward greater virtue, towards friendship with God and neighbor, ultimately a union with God in heaven. So we aren't meant to be spiritual couch potatoes, you know, kind of lazy. We're meant to get up and move to where God calls us, uh, to journey according to his own design and less according to our own plans. We don't know exactly what we will encounter on this path. We do know it won't be easy. Take up your cross daily, he said. But do know this. We do know this. God is not going to leave us alone. As he supported Abram, and as he encouraged the apostles, he will also support us. And he does this in many ways, often, though, through his church and her sacraments. And one of the sacraments that, that I find most encouraging and necessary for my own faith journey, and which I know is essential for your spiritual life as well, is, of course, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, which I know I talk about it kind of a lot, but I just want to encourage you yet again. In the psalm today, you all replied, we replied, Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. We cried out to God and asked him to be faithful to the new covenant and to extend to us, for example, the forgiveness that we need to get back on and to stay on the path to heaven. And then we said, we place our trust in you. But I think in refusing to go to confession, if we do that, well then... We're not placing our trust in Jesus. Instead, you're doing what Adam and Eve did in last Sunday's readings. You're setting your own terms on how God's gifts of forgiveness, for example, will be dispensed and received. We know how that turned out. God, through his church, says in the Catechism that individual and integral confession of grave sins followed by absolution remains the only ordinary means of reconciliation with God and with the church. And it is obligatory to go to confession at least once a year. This is one of the precepts of the church. These precepts being those basic laws meant to, quote, guarantee the faithful the very necessary minimum in the spirit of prayer and moral effort. So, Confession once a year is the very necessary minimum. Uh, So if you haven't been to confession in years, I'd say you're not placing your trust in God. Um, You're not letting God's mercy come to you. Instead, you're like Adam and Eve in the garden, making your own rules. Now, having said all that, let me try to explain a bit about why we confess our sins to priests. Well, I can say from my own experience... Practice is very comforting. You know, often there's a peace and a serenity when you're leaving the confessional that you really can't find anywhere else. And that's because God has given this sacrament as a conduit of his forgiveness. In a very real way, when we speak our sins aloud in the presence of the priest, it is to Jesus that we are telling our sins. And when we hear the priest Speaking in the person of Jesus, say, "I absolve you from your sins, and because this is a sacrament of the church, we know those words have real power, and they bring about real forgiveness. And we can see that this happens that this is real I mean if you go into a, a larger you know Catholic church you know like in Minot or in Bismarck or whatever, and you watch people in line for confession, and they they do actually have lines um, you know, having taken stock of their misdeeds, these people that are waiting in line, they often look nervous, maybe embarrassed to be there, but then watch them people as they walk out of the confessional you know, if they've confessed well, they often walk out with a huge weight lifted off their shoulders so what's still though what's the basis for all this where's the where's the support for this practice of going into the confessional and confessing our sins. Well, when Jesus appeared to his disciples after the resurrection, John writes, he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them and whose sins you retain are retained. So, wow. We also read in the letter of James that presbyters, priests, that's what the word means, the priests of the church share in Jesus' power of forgiveness. It's in James 5, 13 through 15. And that one is to, quote, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. In the first letter of St. John as well, we read that, quote, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. So, yeah, some good support in scripture for this practice of going to confession. The Didache, which is a sort of early Christian church manual, probably written around the year 50 or so explains that, quote, every Lord's day, gather together or gather yourselves together and break bread and give thanksgiving after having confessed your transgressions, your sins, that your sacrifice may be pure. And St. Basil of Caesarea in the fourth century wrote that it is necessary to confess our sins to those who to whom the dispensation of God's mysteries has been entrusted. Well, it's been entrusted to the priests. Lastly, and I quoted this, used this quote quite a few times, but Pope Francis once said that, quote, the confessional is not a torture chamber, but the place in which the Lord's mercy motivates us to do better. Amen to that. It's a place that helps us, Leave our sinful errors and mistakes in the past and to move forward with God's grace to do better, uh, to become saints. Now, I know a lot of people are like terrified of confession. Uh, they'll make every rationalization they can to avoid it. Uh, yeah, don't be though. If, if you're not sure how to do do it, how to go to confession? Well we've got some pamphlets around here. Um, if you're still not sure how to do it, well just go in there and the priest will walk you through it. And if you're worried the priest will look down on you for what you confess, well, just let me reassure you. the worse the sin, the greater respect I have for the person who confesses it because I know it takes courage and trust in God and in me too. Um, and also, your sins, as bad as they might be, or as, as ashamed as you might feel about them, they're probably not that interesting. You know, I've heard of the priest's job hearing confession, in hearing confession compared to the the job of a garbage man. You know, the, the garbage man doesn't stop like open up your garbage and and rug, rummage through it and think how disgusting it is. I mean, to him, it's just all trash. And for a priest, I think confessions is kind of, kind of like that. All these sins are just more filth to be washed away by God's mercy. God is calling every one of us to set out on a journey of faith that leads, we hope, we're faithful to holiness, to heaven. He doesn't always show us what the road ahead will look like, But he does give us encouragement and help along the way, especially in the church's seven sacraments, particularly in confession and in the Holy Eucharist. And we must make use of both. As we said in the psalm, Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Amen.